Recording. Okay, we did it. Jeez. Yeah, that that didn't require much um, swearing and heavy breathing on my end at all. Well, you hate me right now because <laughs> I'm making you do another episode. It's back. I, back. It's my, this is my favorite job in the world. Okay, I don't hate it. Only a little bit. All right. Okay. When I make you talk for two hours straight. Listen. And- listen. Ashley was like, "I need to go see my kid, and I haven't eaten in like <laughs> ten years, and I'm sweating my." Um, whatever off. And I'm like, it's fine. You're just fine. Do so another let's episode. Just keep recording because it's, we got to do it for the MSW fans because they're expecting episodes. Like I mean, we got to do it. You're committed to the cause. So, and yeah. in full transparency, we were discussing how we can possibly talk about our awesome show sponsor in a um, authentic way. And I actually have something, but this preface has made it less authentic because I'm telling you guys that it, anyway, Optimal Carnivore, right? Great, great people, great company. They make these awesome uh, grass-fed organ um, pills for people who don't want to eat it, right? It's necessary because, as I posted, I don't know if you saw my funny post on social media today, that I forget having written a cookbook about organ meats. I forget oh, yes, I like what a niche what a niche thing that still is, at least in like North America, right? Like lots of cultures, of course, just eat nose to tail. It's fine. It's not a thing. But like, I forget because I'm in this like small bubble of like weird meat loving health nerds who eat this stuff. I forget like how unaccepted it actually is. And then like, I recently spoke to like a group of literally, it was like a carnivore group, like a private group of carnivores. And so I'm like, this is about the warmest audience I'm possibly going to get, right? Like these people are already pretty bought into the idea of eating animals. Pretty sure they're going to be on board with my message. (laughs) And like the feedback I got, they were like, yeah, no, I don't think organ meats are good and they're disgusting and you don't need them. And like, they're bad. And I was just like, what? Like, this is such a tough audience. I thought you guys were going to be on my side. Like for once, I thought I was going to have this like interaction where people are like, yeah, go, we're in it. We're into it. And I was just like, oh man, like if I can't get the carnivores on my side, I'm screwed. Right. Like I just, anyway, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of joking because of course it wasn't, they weren't mean, they weren't rude to me. Like, and a lot of people were like, yeah, you know, I try this and that and I'm willing to try, but like the amount of, of resistance I still got from a group of people that I'm like, this is about, as welcoming as like, I'm going to get, it still made me think like, oh yeah, shit. Like I have a really, really uphill battle to try to convince people to eat the most nutrient dense parts of the animals they're already eating. Like this is, I mean, listen, you and I have been friends for years. We've been working together for years. I still can get you to do it. Right. That's why you're taking, that's why you're taking optimal carnivore pills because you won't eat the real thing. But Partly that's because I haven't been there to cook anything for you. So yeah, that's basically it. I just like someday that's going to happen. You need, just need somebody <sighs> to, to cook it for you. And I, I appreciate that. But long story short, uh, for those of you who are willing to listen to me rant on and on about organ meats, but are still like, you know what? That's nice. But no, not going to eat it. You know what you can do if you care about that um, nutrient density, if you care about eating the whole animal and you're just a little squeamish. You take some of these organ blend or liver pills from Optimal Carnivore. It's 
almost as good as the real thing. Um, and it's like a great, like you were saying kind of offline too with some other stuff. It's like a great insurance policy, right? Like you just yeah. know you're getting these vitamins and, and minerals and stuff that our bodies need in this, you know, safe uh, format. High and quality. Yeah. High quality. And you don't have to prep anything. You don't have to taste anything. So yeah. um, check them out. You can learn more about them um, on their Amazon page. It's uh, amazon.com forward slash optimal carnivore. And our discount code, which is also in the show notes is muscle sci. So it's muscle SCI and you get 10% off if you want to try them. And that's that. That's that. That's All right. That. Let's answer some questions because you're going to kill me if I keep you any longer. True. True story. Okay. Do you so, want to ask first? Or do you want me to ask first? Um, no, you were going to ask first. Right? You have, no, you have the question. Do I? Oh, the, the question. Was it the order, the order one or the bulking? Yes, the order okay. one. So this person on Instagram asked, she says that she does weight training and she also likes to do like running, cardio, biking, um, stuff like that. What order should she be doing them to sort of optimize her results? Mm -hmm. You want me to start? Yeah. So I, right off the bat, I'll just say whatever your primary goal is, is what you should start with. It's really as simple as that. You know, if your yeah. primary goal is to build muscle and get stronger, then that's what you want to do first. Um, obviously getting a little warm up in, getting the blood flowing, going, you know, walking on the treadmill, whatever, doing a little, um, you know, cardio, get your heart rate up, get that, um, you know, just things flowing and then get into it. That's, that's why I recommend. And then do the cardio after, um, or on a separate day, if your goal is to run a marathon or, you know, I don't know, triathlon, and you are really focused on the endurance side of things then do that first. Um, but for me, I would always choose the strength and lifting first and then the cardio after um, yeah. or on a separate day. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing I would add to that, it's true. It's like best results are what, like what results are you looking to do? Mm -hmm. Are you looking to build muscle and get stronger? Are you looking to get a faster 5k time, whatever. Um, but the only thing I would add to it and to reiterate why we both believe that strength training ideally should come first is that there is sort of possibly an added safety and performance element to it, where if you are doing like 30 minute, like intense cardio or something first, and then you go and try to like wrap out some heavy squats that could be possibly problematic. Like you want to do the stuff that is the most neurologically taxing, the most technically difficult and the most just exhausting first. Um, and it's the same reason why even within a, lifting workout, like you're not going to do like max reps of like, um, you know, whatever they call the, the quad, like leg extensions. leg extensions, you're not going to do that. And then go do like three reps of max squats. Like you're going to do the squats yeah. first because that's going to take the most work mentally and physically. And it's also the thing that if you're actually exhausted and not up for it and not paying attention and not focused, mm -hmm. you could really hurt yourself. You're probably not going to yeah. have that same risk going for a run or going for a bike ride or doing some kind of cardio yeah. class or something. Right. So it just makes sense yeah. to do those kind of bigger multi-joint heavier lifts first and then work down from there. Yeah. I will say one thing with that is that there is something called uh, pre-exhausting the muscles. However, you need to be very careful with the movement that you choose. So like you were saying, you know, Traditionally, you wouldn't do leg extensions, which is a quad isolation movement before a back squat, especially a barbell back squat, um, because that is still a 
especially if you focus it on your quads, it's still going to be a full body compound movement that takes stability and internal stability to be able to do that. However, there is, and we talk a little bit about this in the muscle entrepreneur program, there are ways to, if you are someone who wants to like truly like you, you just want to build your quads, right? Like that is your main goal and you want to get as much out of that as possible. Um, then doing a pre-exhaust of like doing some leg extensions and then doing uh, a movement after that, like a more uh, lengthened movement is what a squat is when you're lengthening your quads versus a leg extension is your short, the, the most important part of that is the shortening, right? The squeezing at the top. However, you wouldn't want to do, you want to make sure that you're doing it as safely as possible, as you mentioned. So that would be like, okay, maybe I'll do a pre-exhaust leg extension, right? And then I'll do like a hack squat or a safety bar squat where I'm holding on. So have more stability there. But what's the benefit um, of pre-exhausting? Like, again, I hear what you're saying. I don't think that it's mm-hmm. not helpful, but I think that, again, for like the vast majority of people, would that be in any way better than doing those big lifts first and then like do it, like repping out stuff at the end as like a post-exhaustion? Like why, why would yeah, pre-exhaustion so be better? Yeah, so it's actually, it's not necessarily better, but it actually can require you to lose, use less weight on that second movement, right? Mm. Because your quads are already pre-exhausted, right? So you require less weight. Like if you were to go do a barbell back squat after you did a leg extensions, which this is something that you'd have to do very lightweight. Um, and I would recommend more so using like a machine, like if you do a hack squat or like a safety bar squat or have somebody spot you, right? Um, the benefit of it is that you can literally, you pre-exhaust basically the muscle. It talks like you're what the word says, pre-exhausting your quads so that when you do go to that more, and, and this is more so thinking about how our muscle, how we're working our muscles through their ranges of motions and through their, um, resistance profiles. So with a leg extension, you are, it's hardest at the top when you're squeezing in that shortened position of your quad right? And then a barbell back squat is hardest at the bottom when your quads are lengthened in their lengthened position, right? The stretch position you can think about. I I like to call these squeezers and stretchers. Um, So with that pre-exhaust, it can bring a little bit more blood flow, a little bit more metabolites into the quads and actually require you to use less weight on that barbell back squat or the, again, I wouldn't necessarily recommend a barbell back squat, but any other type of compound movement where you're lengthening your quad. So it could be like a leg press, for example, that would be a better option, like doing a pre-exhaust with the leg extension and then going into a leg press machine where you have its own safety mechanism, right? Like if you fail on a leg press, you're okay. Like you're, the bar's not going to come falling down on you. Right. Mm. Um, so and again, this is, this is more nuanced and it's more for your maybe more experienced person. Right. Um, but it's also something to think about, like, if you are someone who doesn't really, you know, perform barbell back squats, well, me, um, and you don't feel your quads when you're doing them at all, maybe it's like, okay, maybe if I take the weight off significantly, and even if you're just doing the bar, right? If you do that after a leg extension, you can really focus on getting as much knee flexion in that, in that lengthened position, um, versus kind of, you know, putting a ton of weight on and your forms all over the place. And you're like bouncing out of the bottom and you're not going low enough to really target your quads. So it all comes back to like what your main goal is and obviously how experienced you are and also how it's worked into the programming too. So a lot of these things too, like it's part like it would be part of the programming. Um, and that's where people start to 
Like I wouldn't just like take this and go do this randomly. You'd have to work it into like everything else that's everything else that's going on, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Ashley right. clearly does not agree with well, we, we made that, quads. I just feel like we made it more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are people yeah. who, again, obviously someone like you too, who like likes to nerd out on this stuff and and has the experience and ability to get super nuanced. I think for most people, it's probably not the better choice. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's, again, probably more complicated than necessary. And then for people oh, yeah, like me, like, you know, you know that I'm more of a purist and like yeah. people like to do... They like to do the big lifts. They like to do a barbell back squat. So let's encourage that skill instead of this pre-exhaustion and then go use a machine thing. Like, again, if you're really focused on building quads, yes, you should completely program around how to best build your quads. But if people are looking to just build muscle in general, get good competency at these power lifts, um, you know, whatever, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's not... Necessary. I feel like this is a debate that we could have because I was in that camp a lot with uh, not like, oh, using machines is for, you know, wimps or like, I never said that. Injured. I never I said that. I know, but I think this could be a, a separate episode where we talk about the, <clears throat> our, our opinions. And we do talk about this a little bit in the program too, like some debates there, but um, in terms of using machines uh, and actually focusing on the target muscle, because like there are people and there are women out there who are like, you know, my quads are not like, I want to build my quads. I want to have nice quads, right. Or butts, right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I know we don't like talking about, or you don't like talking about butts. Cause I talk about it all the time. Butts um, all day long. I just don't <laughs> give a shit about um, building them. Okay. But in terms of just like, if we're looking at like the target muscle tissue and trying to fatigue that first versus other muscles coming in to compensate, it's, it all comes down to what your primary goal is. And then also how experienced you are. And like, yes, you'll get the most bang for your buck doing something, but like maybe you've been doing that for a while and you haven't seen the results you want. So maybe it's time to switch it up and try something else. That's a little bit more targeted. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like, I don't think, I don't think you've ever said anything that I outright am like, that's bullshit and wrong and dumb. Like we are, we are always, yeah, well, no, we, that's, that's our like ongoing debate, which I think someday we really should do like a poll, but we need, you need the context and the nuance behind it. Because again, just like you say, like you agree with me that like non-grip grip assist stuff is good. And I agree with you that sometimes a grip assist is a good thing, but like, we just are on a different part of the scale. Right. But what I'm thinking of when you're talking about this stuff, and this is why you're so brilliant at program design. And you, that's why our program for muscle science for women is better than any program I've ever seen because you nerd out on this stuff and you're really good at it. However, I'm thinking of it from a more high level coaching perspective where I'm, I'm not necessarily always dealing with super experienced, highly, um, like really high training age people who are looking for the nuance of that last five, 10% of how to maximize. We're looking for people who want to have fun in the gym, who, you know, just want to squat and like, want to put some weight on that bar and who maybe are frustrated with like lack of this or that, or don't know what, or, and are confused about general concepts. So keeping things like, again, as simple as possible and letting them do their heavy squat. And anyway, we're so far off what the original question was, but again, I just think that like your smart brain will have so many options. And sometimes I'm just like, just do the easiest one. Just do the well, simplest That's why one. we work because yeah. it balances each other out. Yeah. Cause like with the programming, it's like, Oh, go into all these like, like 
tiny little things Rabbit that holes. don't matter to most people. And then it's like, all right, let's bring it back. But you still have some of that because some of it does matter too. Because like you said, that, that 5%, eh, maybe doesn't matter right now, but you compound 5% on top of each other over the course of a few weeks, over the course of a few months, all that stuff, like it can add up. So the issue anyway. is, no, we're going to keep fighting this one because the issue with that is again, yes. And yes, I agree with you. And also we know that we live in a culture where people want to focus on the 5% because people like mm -hmm. having like little tricky hacks and like little, you know, special formulas for their diet that like do this little, whatever, 5% and they ignore the 95%. Like, and I'm speaking about myself, we've all been guilty of it, but we love to like nerd out on whatever we think is interesting or whatever we think is magically going to fix the problem because I don't actually want to deal with sleep. I don't actually want to improve the squat that I've been working on half-assed for the last 10 years. And I still am not really that good at because I haven't focused on the training, whatever. I still am probably not eating as well as I should because I don't really want to think about it, but I'll do this little thing over here because that's exciting. You know what I mean? So like, I just think we should probably 99% of us should be focusing way less on that sexy, fun, cool rabbit hole 5% and should be focusing on like the big, simple, easy things that will reap the biggest rewards if we just do them, but they're maybe not fun and maybe not sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say one more thing. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing. So I, <sighs> and, and this is specific to squats and barbell back squats, because here's the thing. I spent many years, especially as I got more into bodybuilding away from from CrossFit, obviously with CrossFit, we did a lot of barbell squats, but even going into bodybuilding, I was like, I have to squat. I have to barbell squat every single week. Like it's part of it. And I did that for the first like year. And then I started working with new coach, started learning more about programming, learning more about like hypertrophy specific. And I switched from doing barbell squats to doing hack squats and really focusing on like knee flexion and getting, and really bringing my quads into it and kind of getting more nuanced with it. And for me, my barbell back squat has always sucked because I have shit ankle mobility and I have mm -hmm. like previous injuries um, and low back and ankle stuff. So like all of that together, plus my sprained ankle from last month. Oh yeah. How is um, that by the way? Are you better? It's fine now. Yeah. I've been okay. doing a lot of hack squats. Um, mm. Anyway. <laughs> um, with straps? With wrist straps? <laughs> oh boy. Um, anyway, I just from experience for me, like I, my legs have built, like I built the most muscle going away in, and specifically in my legs and my quads going away from the barbell squat and really <clears> focusing <throat> on the other things that I was like, Oh, this is not like, this is not going to do it. This is whatever using some pre-exhaust stuff, doing some more single leg squats, split squats, really focusing on pushing my knees over my toes. The thing that you're not supposed to do really focusing on that quad, uh, the knee flexion to get as much quads involved as possible, um, and being strategic about it. Right. And I've seen the most gains from that over doing traditional barbell squats and trying to lift as heavy as possible with those and taking my ego out of that too. Um, so that's the only thing that from experience I'll say with the, the, like, if your main goal is hypertrophy over strength, um, not that they don't happen at the same time. They absolutely do. We talk about this in the program, but there are other things that you can do if you've been doing the same thing for so long and you're like, this isn't working for me. And it's not because you haven't been putting enough effort towards it. It's not because, um, like all the other factors that are involved, like you just mentioned, because those are very important that 99%, 95%, those things are important. But anyway, now I 
like we're just debating about this. Um, I think it's something that is important because everybody is different and everybody has different goals. And I think that, you know, just because it is maybe a little bit more, more nuanced, I think that if you're educated and you understand why you're doing what you're doing like that, and that's what we talk about in the program, like then you can use that to empower yourself and be like, Hey, I'm going to try this out and see if this works for me. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, but if it does, then look, you just got another tool in your toolbox, mm -hmm. toolbox to help you uh, continue to progress. So mm -hmm. that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, we could keep fighting. This has actually been like the probably oh, the I most heated debate we've ever had. And it's super fun. But yeah, I mean, I think ultimately some of the things that we can take away from this tirade that we've just had <laughs> that people listening can be like, OK, that we all agree on is the idea that fundamentals and doing things well and properly and consistently is the most important. Mm -hmm. And that personalized exercise selection is also crucially important because as you've just illuminated, like we like to think of the squat as like the king lift that is the best for everything. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't depending on the person and their physiology and their previous history and all of those things. So, um, you know, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other person. Um, and there is a ton of room to play on the outside with all of the nuanced tweaking muscle nerd stuff that can that can bring you up to the next level. Most people are not there. Even if you think you are, you probably aren't. And most of us should spend most of our lives in that other 95% just working on those fundamentals because they're hard. If they weren't, if it wasn't difficult, everybody would be perfectly healthy and fit and have no issues, right? Um, most mm -hmm. of us do struggle with one area or another, right? Um, so I think as long as you're doing it safely yeah. and you're having fun and like you said at the beginning too, like mindfulness, knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it, having a clear sort of like path and end goal, all of that stuff. It's just like, don't just do it because someone told you to, or because some Instagram person with big quads did it or whatever, or even because a coach necessarily told you, like, you've got to have a good sense in your head of like, what are your goals? What's important? What feels good? What is sustainable? Mm -hmm. Um, and then you kind of take it from there, but yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to call yeah. this episode, um, Rachel, Rachel and <laughs> Ashley get in a fight over squats. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say one other thing too. Like if you are someone out there who has been barbell back squatting for a while and it's, and you just don't like doing it, you do not have to barbell back squat to build your legs. And I made that mistake for years because some of us don't have the structure to be able to optimize that. But I'm just going to say that if you hate barbell back squatting, you don't have to do it. I mean, I actually might punch I me in the face. I didn't tell anybody they have to squat. I don't think anybody has to squat. If I was going to say, if I was going to say one thing, everybody should do lunges. Okay. Okay. Those are the, that's the good shit right there. And a lot, most people I feel like can probably do lunges. I feel like that's a technically easier movement and there's yeah. so much you can do with that. But listen, we I'm should not... have like a series where we just like debate different exercises. Okay, great. Um, and like Episode one squats. I think they're fine. And Rachel wants to throw them in a fire. Apparently <laughs> I don't, but like, I just, there's just so much anyway, they're fine. They're fine. It's um, fine. They're fine. It's fine. It's fine. Do them. If you like it, smoke them. If you got them, I don't know, <laughs> whatever, live your life. Like Rihanna <laughs> live says, your life. Rihanna yeah. told us to live our lives. So let's do it. I feel like that's the end of this episode. We were going to ask another question, yeah. but I feel like 
I feel like okay. Well, we didn't do our update. We didn't do our five minute update. So let's finish with two minutes each. You go. Ashley, if you just saw her face right now, she's literally about to like <laughs> no, murder me. I just don't literally about to murder me. Wait, maybe I, maybe I'll pull something interesting out of my brain that's going on in my life. Um, okay, you think about how she can buy a gun to shoot me in the face. No, I live in Canada, so I don't really care about that. Um, I don't. We don't have guns up here. Okay, um, I don't either. Okay, okay, but you're in San Diego, so it's also the same. Okay, this is going off the rails. Here's something. I just very early ordered a Halloween costume for my son because he's at the age where I can just put him in ridiculous stuff and it's really cute and it's like purely for my enjoyment. And I bought him a like relatively realistic sea turtle costume. Oh my God. And it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I haven't put him in it yet. And I think it's actually way too big. So it might be like a whole nightmare, but I'm really, really excited to put my little baby in a sea turtle costume and just like parade him around. Oh my God. That's, that's I, my update. Can you please send me the first video. And you 100%, 100%. He's going to hate it probably, but <laughs> it's fine. It's two seconds. I gave birth to him. I can put him in a turtle costume. Do it. Yep. Okay. Um, now I don't even know what my update is. Ugh. Why did I do this? <laughs> you, uh, oh, sorry, I bought a car. I bought a car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you not had and a car in San Diego? Um, I Alex had a car, and I had a car when we first moved here, but I didn't use it at all because I walked yeah. everywhere, and I'm probably not going to use this car. But we ended <laughs> up getting it was this like on Sunday. We ended up getting like a really good deal, and we we're like, oh, we're just going to go go to these different you know dealers and just like you know, mess around, not going to buy anything. What do we do? Ended up buying th- something. Huh. Um, and it's like, <laughs> you're going to laugh. It's, it's an Audi. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Super like bougie, like mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm just like, I told myself, I'm like, I'm never going to buy like a nice, like a car like this. I don't need this. Like whatever. It's a car. Like I'm just going to stick with like a Toyota RAV4. And then we actually ended up going and looking at Toyota RAV4s and also looking at some other ones. And we got a better deal on this Audi because I don't know why, but I feel like, first of all, we bought it a little, we got bought it used. So it's just a, a loaner vehicle. It's not mm. brand new, but it feels brand new. And I think that like people don't think that they can, I don't know, afford the, mm. the Audis or the nicer cars. So they're all, they've all been going to like Toyota. Mm. And because the inventory is so weird right now, mm-hmm. it's like the Toyota RAV4s are like, flying off the shelf and hmm. so they're like more expensive and then like the other dealerships like the audis and stuff like that are like they have more inventory i don't know this is just a theory so like those prices are like a little bit lower i don't hmm. know whatever i don't really know that much about car stuff so anyway bought a car and it yeah it was a, a first thing i've ever owned from that type of perspective hmm. here's my question yeah. is it a hybrid it's not. Okay. So because we're fighting in this episode, I want to bring to attention that you gave me shit for drinking out of a plastic Nalgene bottle the other day, but you're not even trying to buy a hybrid car. Okay. I tried. Oh, did I you? I was looking at- Is a yeah, for a hybrid? Yes. They have okay. the hybrids. And I looked, they didn't have any available. Okay. So- All right. Just keep whenever. using gas and murder, murder our planet. Listen- uh, uh, when you said you weren't going to drive it that much, I mean, where would you go in the car? Because you, you're big on walking anyway, right? Like, I know it's only for like the weekends going different place or like gr- driving up to my sisters or whatever. So yeah, there's that's, not, nice. that's why I leased a car when I first got here. It was a RAV4, mm. okay? And it literally sat in the garage for th- three years and yeah. had like uh, 4,000 miles on it, not even after three years. So we have like an, 
an old Mazda that we actually went a full year. Like we don't live in a place that's like super conducive to not having a car. I mean, we have a great neighborhood that we don't really need to walk much, but we always had a car. Um, and then we didn't have a car for like a year and we only got one because the baby and we figured like emergency purposes, it would probably be like safe to have a car yeah. for the child. Um, but we're thinking like when this car, it's a used one, um, when this one like dies, we'll probably look like hopefully in the coming years, there will be a lot more um, options for like hybrid vehicles yeah. and stuff. And so anyway, um, we'll see what yeah. happens. But cars are they're like it's nice to have, but they are such a um, money suck. Right. Like as soon as you buy it, it's like worthless yeah. and then you just have to take care of it. It's like a whole thing. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, congrats on your Audi. I guess you're like a cool <laughs> big deal now. You got to. Just yeah, show off the Audi. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I'll, when I come visit, you can take me on a joyride <laughs> somewhere cool. Yes, please. Also, like, I'm not like, oh, like, this is, like, I have this, like, nice ass car, like, whatever. It, it, it was a really good deal. I bought it used. And the, the idea is that it will hold its value um, to potentially resell in the future and do some other stuff. So, whatever. Judge Listen, me. Don't judge me. I don't care. You need to treat yourself. Okay. You need to treat yourself. You deserve it. Sometimes. You're a hard worker. You know what this this brings to mind, though, that we should do now, because I'm thinking about us being in a car together and driving and the potential, like the playlist, the playlist that we'd be listening to. And I feel like you and I would probably have like, you know, a, a playlist that we could both agree on, but we should probably come up with that now. Like our top like yeah. 10, either driving in the car songs or like at the gym songs. That would probably be the do better you, one. To do you about. Spotify? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So we can create a playlist on Spotify. Oh my God. Okay. We can call it the MSW workout Bad playlist. Banger. Oh, okay. This is or so that. good. Okay. Yeah. This is great. And then we can even see if like, we can crowdsource some listeners and see if they have any suggestions for us. Ooh, this yes. is so good. Okay. All right. Love cool. it. Love it. Doing All it. Right. Send your suggestions to muscle science for women at gmail.com. If you have any bangers that you think we should add to our playlist. Love it. And yeah. See you next time, guys. It. Go squat. <laughs> oh my God.